Hello and welcome to How to Win the Lottery Season 7 Graphic Content. This is a bonus episode, not originally scheduled, Gender Queer by Maya Kobabe. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm the Shreds Man. Shreds, welcome to the show. I did not do the Michael Buffer intro like you wanted me to, but... <laughs> But I try, I mean, I did, you I just didn't record it. He, he like really? owns the, yeah. Did he, he patent that sound? Like, I think, I think just maybe let's get ready to rumble. But I think, I don't know. I'm I mean, sure you can satire it. I mean, it is his, that, that's his thing. Like, I, yeah. I don't think you should be able to patent that, but like, that's his thing. So I don't, you know. Yeah. He, does he like kind of look like Vince McMahon? I, ooh. Can you picture it in your head? I only know what Vince McMahon looks like from that one meme. You only know what you've never watched professional wrestling no. in, in growing up at all. No. You seem like a guy that would have watched professional wrestling. Every single, oh, like almost without exaggeration, every single close friend I have loves wrestling or loved wrestling. Well, I mean, yeah. Okay. And I was just like, I don't get it. Yeah. I never got it. Mm-hmm. Not interested. Yeah. Um, now my favorite movies are ones that exclusively star former wrestlers turned mediocre actors. Yeah. Like um, Stuber. Yeah, no, I meant the Fast and Furious specifically, but yeah. also Stuber. Yeah, and uh, uh, what is the movie? Never mind. It's very funny to me that Dave Bautista is like, I'm never going to do a Fast and Furious movie. Those movies are not real movies or whatever. She's like, bro, you're doing Marvel and Stuber. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, he's also doing like. I know, Knock of the Cabin and stuff. I know, but like. Oh, you yeah, know. That, that, that was your example of a good one? I was going to say Blade Runner or. Uh, oh, I forgot. He's in, uh, he, was, he was a Bond villain or he was. Uh, uh, what, he did another thing that was... Oh, he's in Dune, right? Yeah, but I don't know. He's Stuber. Uh-huh. He's also in Stuber. Uh-huh. Well, this, we have a very serious conversation about to happen. So we got to talk about Dave Bautista for a while. So this yeah. is a book that has been getting banned. It, it, it came out recently. It is the most banned book in America. Number right one. Now. Yeah. You want to go into a little bit of the backstory there? like Because I'm, I'm sure like, you are much more tapped into the so literature world than I, I am. I was um, – we, we finished creating this – this uh, we finished creating this module and we started recording it. And um, I think like last I, – I don't remember if it was last week or it will end up being on a future episode. But um, we were talking about books being banned. Yes. And I got heated. Um, I don't remember what, I don't remember. I've edited so many in such quick succession. I have no idea what the yeah, conversation yeah, yeah. was. But, well, oh, this is going to come out before almost all of the episodes. So it's yeah, going to yeah. be a conversation we have later this year. Yeah. So I, 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 you know, I get mad at books being banned because for obvious reasons, I don't think that, I think if you're listening to this, you probably are on the side of allowing people to select their own literature, allowing children to select their own literature, allowing teens to select their own literature. Even though famously the premise of this podcast is that I don't even select my own literature. <laughs> well, you should be allowed to. <laughs> um, you can choose not to. Um, and and I think uh, for reasons that are very, very important that this book goes into uh, for very good reasons. Um, and then there's a bunch of people in America that are – hell-bent on control control they're hell-bent on keeping the world from moving past their like narrow prescriptive view of what sexuality is of what gender is of what uh you know really life is because they the like find something out there and they're pissed off about it and they want to stop people from mm-hmm. doing it um but this manifests in maybe its most insidious uh, way in culture wars against uh, the most vulnerable members of our community, which are um, trans, 
non-binary, non, non-binary, non-gender conforming, non-gender conforming people who are, uh, you know, subject to uh, not only like personal abuse from the people around them, but now largely because of these groups of like quote unquote concerned parents, um, subject to like this culture war abuse by, mm-hmm. you know, the media relentlessly. So now, not only are they being told that their their thoughts and their feelings about their own bodies are illegitimate by, um, you know, whoever happens to be around them, but like they turn on their TV and there are people that have nothing to do with their bodies, right? Like having these conversations about their, like people not only that have nothing to do with their bodies, having these conversations about their bodies, but people who actually refuse to educate themselves about any of these things going on, who have the strongest and most most uh vicious opinions about right and and these are people who want to ban books because they want to keep people as ignorant as they are because if they have to like confront actual human beings and actual stories then uh, oh god who knows a shred of empathy might might Might. get through so that they they might have to um reconsider their their positions because they might actually learn that they're hurting people Mm -hmm. and you know, this is all couched in in language that is, uh, you know, people saying like, "Oh, I'm not like I'm I'm not bigoted. I just like I the sexuality in this book is is uh, I don't think that kids should be exposed to the sexuality because there there are um, you know a couple of scenes where uh, Maya discusses masturbating mm-hmm. and things like that, which you may recall are the same fucking reasons that people tried to ban Mouse from school a couple of years ago, right? Because in Mouse, Art Spiegelman has a uh, bird's eye view drawing of his mother um, in a bathtub. Mm. Hot. Yeah, well, I think she may. I, I think it may be a bird's eye view of her in a bathtub after she has died by suicide. So Ugh. it's like, so, so they're, and these are also the same people who, by the way, try to fucking get uh, the diary of Anne Frank banned because she talks about pubic hair. So these are people who are using like the um, um, largely universal experience of puberty and masturbation. Yep. As a means of banning things that that whose messages are so so much bigger than puberty right. and masturbation, right? Like if you can read the diary of Anne Frank at any age and walk away from it going like, I'm gonna go beat off to that scene where she talks about her <laughs> pubic hair, like then like your kid has his own thing going on, right? That that's like another world entirely. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I don't I don't know I don't I, I don't I I don't I don't know what to do with these people <sighs> other than that well, the, the, the conversation we had we talked about this and you know it's it's a commonly known but it's like ten people not like ten yeah. percent but ten people in the country are are the perpetrators of like like sixty or seventy percent of all banned books like or ninety percent like it's some like yeah it's a like, very few number of people for an overwhelming majority of the banned books yeah. and it just it's annoying and I think since we had this conversation. Scholastic backpedaled away from its like easy because they had this. That thing. is what the conversation was about. That, that is they, the they're like, we're going to clump yeah. all these things, and schools can opt out of like mm-hmm. challenging literature yeah. or whatever. And they're like, no, you know what? We're not going to do that. And so, but it, it was like after they got like publicly shamed on the internet. It's like opt out of it by not buying the book, you big fat cunt. Like, am I right or or what? Yeah. 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 Although I guess the part is like, 
they don't want that book to be at the school. Like if uh, if you have a Scholastic okay, Book Fair fine. or whatever, right? I, like, I, I don't know. Like that, that 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 is a parenting issue. That's not like a school right, issue. Right. You're you're encouraging hands off parenting. The difficulty in talking about this book for this podcast is that there's not like narrative. Like there's nothing to really analyze. Well, yeah. I I and and um, I think we had the same a, a similar problem with uh the um japanese breakfast book the uh, yes uh crying in age i mean nonfiction is just it's tough memoir is tough too because when it when when you when you when you're critical of it it feels like you're being critical of the person rather than the the narrative itself right and while i'm reading this i'm like not that i don't need to read this because mm-hmm. i i learned stuff from it yeah exactly yeah. um but i'm like i don't know like it's, it's not a, it's not a thing that we could really have a great conversation about but like as i'm reading it it just makes me angry i'm just like this should be like this feels so valuable if nothing else just for empathy yeah, just to be like right. maybe i don't make a joke or maybe i don't say this thing to this person or whatever right and like yeah or you you learn to uh not make that fucking idiotic pronouns joke that every fucking person yeah. in the world makes yes or or you don't like go uh Oh, are you assuming my gender? <laughs> Which right. is like another thing that right. every fucking moron in the world does. And it's just like, yeah, you, you, it's, it's a book that is, I think, necessarily didactic, right? It's a book that is entirely meant to teach us something. And the thing that maybe it's, it, it can teach us is, um, I mean, empathy as, mm-hmm. you know, as, uh, He's talking about movies, but Roger Ebert, of course, called movies empathy machines. I think literature is the same is the same thing. Mm-hmm. We read books largely to understand the experiences of people in circumstances that are not our own, um, though we can read books that speak of our own circumstances to better understand ourselves or to uh, feel validated in knowing that other people have the same experiences and feelings that 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 we have, which I think is a lot of the value in this book is for, you know, exactly the 13 or 14 year old kid who is having these feelings and would like to get this book at their school library or whatever and is now being denied access to it and is maybe you know presumably going to spend a couple years feeling more isolated feeling more alone feeling confused feeling like they're doing something wrong when uh you know it's not going to solve the problem, but it would probably go miles towards helping to know that there are other people out there who also felt right. like this. Yep. And that's the thing. Like I, you know, at the very least people might learn to, you know, not make a joke, be a little bit more empathetic. And at the very, like at, at best, like they're like, Oh, I'm not weird for feeling this way. Yeah. There's someone, there's other things that I can, you know, I, I also know that like on average 13 and 14 year olds today are much more intelligent, emotionally intelligent, just aware of people and things than we were than anybody ever For sure. was um but they might not know all the details of whatever like it's okay to not feel like you want to kiss people or you have crushes mm-hmm. on people or that you don't want to masturbate or whatever just like nothing that you feel is weird yeah it's I all think, normal right i think that's the like it would be in, in an ideal society the way you could have these conversations like people wouldn't necessarily even have to come out or whatever because you would be able to say like you don't have to be anything. You you, right. you don't have to be straight. You don't have to you, you don't have to be any one thing. And if you are any one thing, then that's totally cool. Like you can uh, y- also you can say that you're one thing one day and then the next day be like, oh, you know what? I like didn't get that thing right. And now I'm 
a different thing that, mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. I understand better now that I have a vocabulary to describe it. Right. Because I think a lot of, you know, not to, uh, return to a, the, like a perpetual theme here, but a lot of like removal we go language. We go Marxism. Where are we going? <laughs> a lot of, uh, a lot of removal from alienation can be having a vocabulary to describe something mm, language, right? The second, the second that we're capable of articulating, um, a, uh, a, a circumstance, we yep. feel yep. less alienated yep. by that circumstance yep. because we invite other people in to be able to say, Hey, I also feel that circumstance. So when you have a vehicle that is as powerful as, as like a graphic novel, a graphic memoir that can be given to, you know, a million people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then you're inviting everybody into that yep. language so that they can all share a vocabulary to describe yes. to themselves and to people that aren't them, how they feel and, 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 you know, sometimes we're really shitty at describing ourselves and we can just go, Hey, it would be great for you to read this book. And then you can understand me a little better. Like I'm imagining a, a kid that is again, well, like Maya in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Confronted this over and over again. Yes. Right. If Maya in the book. Like had Ma- this book as available. Yeah. So Maya is 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 uh, doing the the best piece of advice that I've ever ever heard in my life, which is um, I don't know if it existed beforehand, but it's, uh, the the Twitter user Aisha Siddiqui wrote, uh, "Be the person that you needed when you were younger." Mm. And Maya is being exactly that person yes. for herself, right? Or for herself. See, like like yeah, this is this is the problem with. But it's also like that's what Maya writes about. That yes, if you correct yourself, if you're yeah. trying, it's not like. Oh, I don't know what to say. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so that's I, I, I. We talked about this beforehand, anticipating that, yes. there, that, that, that there would probably be some. Because I said, I said this. I was like, this. this is the pronouns M uses, yeah. and I don't know 100 percent how to pronounce them. Mm. These words. I mean, yeah. I, I think I do. It seems like. Oh, this is this might. It seems like the the most common pronouns with gender removed. So instead of he or she, it's just e. Yeah. And then instead of them, it's M. And then instead of there, it's air. Yeah. E-I-R, right? Mm. Which I've never seen before. Me neither. But whatever gen, whatever works for you. Exactly. But this is this is like sort of exactly what I'm talking about in that we have to uh, expand the vocabulary for this and make people yes. comfortable for it over a longer period of time. I mean, this is uh, – I'm, I'm 40 years old and I was probably, I want to say, 33 or 30 – somewhere around there when I heard cis gender for the first time. Mm. So like I spent, you know, most of my life not having this vocabulary at all. And now I'm adjusting to, to yes. the, the, I mean, I remember not to, I remember my dad came home from work one day in the last, like, cause he retired a handful of years ago. And I remember someone that he worked with, uh, was a trans, like came out as transgender. And I was just like, I don't know, the 65 year old man is going to like, yeah, like in terms of my, and my dad, just like, mm-hmm. this feels like, and like, he is a good person, like, and doesn't want to like make people feel less. And I'm just like, how do you combat that long of like thinking about things in a certain, you know, just like, it yeah. feels like the world is shifting away. And I think, I think he did fine. Like, I, I but think like, it's, it's just a matter of good intentions. Yeah. Right. And, and not being a person who is angry when corrected mm-hmm. like you have to be willing to be corrected yes. about things and and like, not get defensive right exactly which is a lot of like uh, so much of this book and it ends on this uh on this too where maya is saying like um how how like kind of uh 
frightening or like imposing it is to to tell someone to use the correct pronouns. Yes. And and how like that might make one feel a little um almost like a stick in the mud. Like like sure. people who are trying their best to have to like jump in and be like, actually like you're not doing it correctly. Yeah. Um but then someone says to Maya, like, are you really gonna live your life always feeling a little bit uncomfortable because you don't want to make other people uncomfortable? Just like it feels like yeah. it, it it maybe not the right like it does it kind of feels like a no win just like someone's gonna be uncomfortable here. It's like it shouldn't always be you. Right? Yeah, exa- exactly. And I think, exactly. Again, this is not – it feels like almost in time like to pick your battle. Like if, if your family loves you and accepts you, have the conversation with them. But also I've never had the conversation. I don't know how that goes. It's not something that I've had to deal – you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's I can't imagine how difficult it is and how many times you have to have it on a daily basis. Yeah, that's like – It seems so tough. I think a really frustrating thing is that like a lot of the conversation around this like ends up with people being like, like, oh, I have to worry about, like, offending people all the time, and I have to, like, I have to worry about blah, blah, blah. But it's like, man, like, they, like, like by they, I mean, like, all people who um, use pronouns that maybe the vast majority of people are not are not used to. Like, like they have to be uncomfortable all the time. Yeah. It's like, you can be, like, like, like if, if you're having that complaint, then you're probably a person who lives, like, in comfort at least with this issue yeah. right and be willing to be a little uncomfortable and ask questions and and like you know educate yourself and and be i don't know well i think the way that my describes in this is so easy to grasp that it's like finding a rock in your shoe or a scraggly uh-huh. tag on the back of your shirt it's like very easy to solve but also so annoying. Yeah. It's just like, no, just, you know, you could, it's easy to fix if you, I don't even, it's not easy to fix, but like, it's easy to fix, right? Yeah. <sighs> Let's talk about the art actually. Cause the, the it's, it's very much like a, a YA book, I think. Yep. And the art is, is, um, uh, like not crude, but like it's, it's, it's line drawings with not a lot of shading sure. and, and, um, very like uh, uh bold colors mm-hmm. um without i don't know and 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 that feels again like something that is d- directly um appealing to to a young adult audience that i think this book book is focused toward and you know what i liked about it is that it feels in a way sort of like mixed medium when maya's like Here's the list of books I've read, and there's like two pages of like graphs and charts. It's like we don't need this, but this is fun. I like it. it's kind of <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. Or it appeals to your graph dork shit. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. <laughs> or at the end, when Maya's quoting like a right, I don't remember which writer it is, but it's just this person speaking in front of a classroom, and like the text that Maya is quoting is all just like the text like that this person is speaking out loud. Like yeah. there's ways like narrative storytelling that aren't radically different from that. I, I, not that I've never seen before, but just feel nicely woven in yeah. to an otherwise instead of just being like sitting like <laughs> there's probably a version of this that's kind of like the spalding gray like gray's anatomy like the soderbergh thing which just sitting sitting at a desk like talking like face on uh-huh. to, for 80 minutes yeah but here just like no i'm gonna you know weave in charts and graphs and flashbacks and like walks on the beach and whatever yeah and and what feels like partially so uh 
powerful after the fact mm-hmm. with this. Because why I didn't know that the book was going to be banned or anything like that. But there is like a significant portion of this about how powerful books are and how how much like yes. going to the library meant. Yes. And, and like just the degree to which like that was important in the development of of all the ideas mm-hmm, that, that are in mm-hmm, the book and and, mm-hmm. and, the, and and whatever level of comfort that uh, right. eventually was achieved like is the result of, of uh, like finding communion through literature and so for for libraries to be like a not a like, no longer yoink, safe space yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you okay I know the library was important to you but for these kids nope, nope. no luck nope um, and it, it's asking for um it's interesting. It also like, talks about like Maya's, you know, Harry Potter helped yeah. M to read. Right. Just like I'm not going to uh-huh. – mom or whatever, you're reading too slow to me at night. I'm not going to be left behind. I need to read this. And Maya teaches himself to read with Harry Potter. Like that's – And the tragic irony of of ugh, J.K. Rowling. Which is not addressed. N- n- now being like, a, like one of the fucking ugliest humans yes. in the world. Notorious turf, J.K. Rowling. Um. Yeah. I mean, geez. It's it's. Uh, but that again, that's the power of like to feel yeah. so isolated and then be like, right. No, I'm going to do this, and then to do it, and then to create yourself, and then to go through like the. Well, I guess my words aren't appreciated or whatever. Yeah, my experience is invalid. And then, and then also, like, furthermore, the absolute fucking irony of like every time that a book has ever been banned, it actually just like boosts sales. Yeah, it makes it into yeah. like a significantly large. It's like such a Streisand effect thing, right? Where like the call to attention makes it like shoot to the top of every Amazon list, which mm-hmm. is part of the reason like why we're doing this in the first place, because like. I didn't really know about this. I don't know that I would have known about this book that much if I if I hadn't uh, heard about it being banned at such at such frequency. I probably would have like just quietly changed a handful of kids' lives, and that would have been that. Yeah. But then some angry woman in Florida or wherever, probably Florida, is just like, I don't want my kids reading this book. <laughs> well, don't do the accent. That's you know. hey, man. We're dunking on these people. <laughs> I'm also kind of dunking on Florida. I'm sorry, Florida. I like Florida. But yeah, it, it is it, the worst state in America. Mm-hmm. It's a quick read. It's, I mean, it's a very quick read. Uh, my library had it both, I think, maybe not digitally, but they definitely had multiple copies of it. Yeah. Physical copies. But. I, have two, I have two real, like, I think real criticisms of the book that are a problem for me. Okay. Number one, um, the turf argument enters, right? Maya has an aunt who is a, a a lesbian and an old school second wave feminist. A lesbian radical feminist. And and this aunt thinks that being John, gender nonconforming is misogynistic. Yes, because because it's it's like the result because, of because hating, Maya, yeah, because Maya does not want to be like a woman is hateful to all women. Yeah, because society has uh, brainwashed women against themselves yes. with internalized misogyny and stuff like that, which is the turf argument. Mm-hmm. Um, and we fast forward in the book and they hug goodbye. Yeah. We don't get that tough conversation, which it feels like it feels like addressing that argument is very important to me. Yep. And I would like to see that if only to give other people the vocabulary to address that argument. Yes. Right. What's the other criticism? Oh, uh, the fan fiction shit. I don't, I, Bro, I do not care. You love it. I do no, but I not think, care I think that is a very fiction. important thing to the queer community. Like very important thing. But, but 
Okay, uh, I I would like to know why. I, I don't I, like. I don't fully I, understand. I want to know why. And and I, I I think it's I think part of it is because, and I don't know this for a fact, but I think part of it is because there is so little percentage wise storytelling. Yeah. Books, movies, mm-hmm. TV shows, whatever that at all reflects the sexuality, the kind of relationships, the kind of people they have. And so they have to create the, the, the like people who read and write fan fiction have to create it themselves yeah. to just have more out in the world. I, I understand. And I think, I think yeah. the fact that it's just like maybe cute boys that they like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand like the why, like I want to see the members of One Direction fuck one another. Well, this is, is like, this is, the, this is the problem for like the One Direction thing is the specific problem. Like if, if, but, Maya, like, I, but I remember that like there were, I know, that's a I know, big thing in, I know, the, real, in, the, in but, the world. But like, I, like that should be the realm of fourteen-year-olds writing on Wattpad. It should not be the realm of grad students. You know, Maya says that it was grad. They uh, were in grad school. It's just like, ooh, yeah. Why are you writing like these stories about like One Direction? But again, also at the same time, it's just like each other, whatever. Right? <laughs> Whatever you, I guess, need to get through the day. I don't like it though. I, don't, I, I think don't. it's also just kind of community, right? Like I think it's like a kind of community that you're not part of, that I'm not part of. Sure, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, but. I, I had a student once that like way back um, at uh, Fairleigh Dickinson, mm-hmm. and she was like, not a, you know, she, it, it was the basic basic skills writing class. Mm-hmm. It was not like, uh, you know, it was, it was for people who had not passed the regular thing. So they were, yep. they were taking basic skills and we were talking about writing and she was like, I love creative writing. And I was like, Oh, you write your own stories. And she was like, I have 14,000 readers a day on Wattpad. I write the, she was, she was writing a story about like, um, someone being in love with the grim reaper or something like mm-hmm. that. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me for you have 14,000 readers? That's more than like. It's more than this podcast. That's more than no. Wait, no, thirty thousand. Yeah, it's about half. It's about half. half. Okay, get it together, Joey. Um, I was like, no, but that fourteen thousand readers is more than most novels that come out. Most, yeah. So, so like the fan fiction community or or like the Wattpad community of of like writing these either young adult or slash fic or whatever kind of stories. Yep. Is immense. Yes. But yeah, I'm still like, it's still something that I'm a little like, ugh, come on. I get it. Makes me feel weird about. Egg emailed in about genderqueer. We have an email address, lottery at cageclub.me. Meg's reaction to genderqueer. Meg writes, reading this graphic novel made me feel like I was back on 2010's Tumblr in a funny way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Like there were some aspects of reading this that almost felt nostalgic. Mm Mm-hmm. I felt like there were a lot of showing and not telling in Genderqueer. It was actually disappointing because the page where the title is, quote, revealed was very cool, and I've been looking forward to more artistic tricks like that. I wish Maya had let the art do some more of the talking on its own. The ending was very sad to me. I feel like it would have been better to have another scene where Maya comes out to air class. But ending with, quote, next time, next time I will come out. Oh, yeah, because Maya is teaching and says... I can't imagine how important it would have been as a middle schooler myself yeah. to have someone say, these are my pronouns, this is how I feel, and yet nothing. Well, that's – it, Again, it's, it's the whole – it's the frustration. It's the difficulty. And and Maya's teaching a uh, – it's a college-level course, right? It's not – No, it, I think it's middle school. Oh, oh, I think it's, it's middle school. It's middle school. Okay. Because for – yeah, it's like I don't know how – 
Well, because Maya also talks about how if one if one of these kids goes home, tells their parents, the parents like, nope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For any any high school level, middle school teacher, if they if they come out in some way um, in any of the, the LGBTQ plus, mm-hmm. like any version of, of that acronym mm-hmm. comes out, it's like they're they're at a real professional risk, even though it's like obviously illegal to fire someone for, right. for that. It's still like But they f- they find a way. Yeah, it's 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 still there. So that's a real a real fear, even though you know, that teacher making themselves vulnerable like that and showing uh kids that they're here here's an example of an adult who feels yes. how you maybe felt when you were would be life changing. Mm-hmm. Egg race, the ending was very sad to me. I feel like it would have been better to have another scene where Maya comes out, but ending with next time, next time I'll come out, felt like there was an implication that A never came out to air students at all. I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe. That's that's a very tragic way to look at it. In spite of any criticisms I may have of genderqueer as a piece of art written within a vacuum, I think the graphic novel is very important. I think part of the reason it didn't resonate with me was because it wasn't meant for me, which is fine. If it helps at least one person be able to, is she just listening to this conversation that I said all these things? <laughs> well, we, I, like I said, uh, uh, I talked right. with, with Meg about it. If it helps at least one person be able to articulate things they are struggling with, the novel has already made the world a better place. To quote Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is a show I'm sure you hate. She does not write that. <laughs> I really but, uh, do. Quote, every time someone steps up and says who they are, the world becomes a better, more interesting place. Genderqueer as a novel begins to provide a space for other graphic novelists to tell their story, which is a good point. All in all, if you hate listening to this podcast because you think the novel should be banned, fuck you. Whoa, egg. <laughs> I hope people are hate listening to this because they, can, they can fucking eat my shit. Download the download, man. Yeah. Any other thoughts on genderqueer? I, I'm interested in in Maya's next work. Mm. I mean, there's 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 always something interesting to me about the like when people have these pieces of art that seem to encompass an entire life. Um, well, it's like the, it's like the a band making their first albums. Like, okay, now, yeah, now what do yeah, you do for your second it, album? It, it makes you say like, well, what's next? And and if Maya is a memoirist, right? Because that's a lot of like, especially in the beginning. Um, there's there's discussion about like memoir versus fiction in in you know graphic short sure. novels um i'm wondering what maya has to say uh that that might incorporate all of all of this experience sure. in a in a narrative storytelling form that isn't so didactic um or you know to 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 give freedom to a voice that that like is is um no longer hemmed in by by like uh the memoir format yeah um my guess directing an mcu movie <laughs> yeah 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 uh Maya Kobabe's next project uh uh writing doctor strange <laughs> i mean that's fine that's you get like a lot of a lot of great graphic m- memoir uh folks like uh gene Lin yang for example like did uh, spider-man or, or superman arc that is like awesome yeah they, they, there's there's so much space for for that in the world that it would be it would be kind of awesome to yeah. see that sort of transition um into like the, these like big epic stories uh that exist and and plus it would be a good way to like I don't know. Fuck the haters, I guess, because it makes Superman fans real angry. Yeah, (laughs) there's something like it's always good to piss off uh, those people. 
keep pissing those people off and keep reading. Yeah, uh, today's crime is stealing, um, uh, uh, stealing books from the Scholastic. 